if there really is a God who not only created everything, but who invested our lives with meaning and purpose, then we're not just bags of cells who are trying to get degrees and go on to get into good colleges so that we can make a lot of money. But our lives actually have more value than I can comprehend. Yo, what's up? We just filmed episode 45 with Mr. Kivens. Woo! Uh, we talked a little bit about Faith, the Alpine Camp, Bobby. We talked a little bit about his time at Auburn, and we talked, of course, we talked about the Thursday morning Bible studies and misuse of banana bread as well. True. So, tune in. Check it out. It's an awesome episode. Okay. Woo! Oh, we're doing it live. Okay, I'm ready. Is this live? Yeah, yeah, everyone's okay. watching right to now. To the entire world. <laughs> What's up? My name is Evan Tracy. I'm a junior boarder from Vashon Island, Washington. And my name is Bobby Welsh. I'm a senior boarding student from Roanoke, Virginia. And, and this is Tornado Talk. Talk. We're about to film episode 45. Today with us is a graphic design teacher. He is also a middle school soccer coach. He lives in North Hutch. Also, he runs Thursday morning Bible study. He is an avid chef. And was the chaplain at his frat at the Auburn University. Today we are here with Mr. Givens. Yes, big sir. round of applause. Yes, sir. It's been a, we actually communicated well this time as we haven't in the past, uh, so we're very glad to have you here. All right, you want to open it up with a, a quick fire real quick? Yeah, we'll start with quick fire. Are you familiar with the rules, Mr. Givens? I've heard them once or twice. Do you want to hear them again? Say I think again. I'm ready. All right, cool. If you could learn a random skill, what would it be? How to make croissants. Favorite snack? Cheez-Its. If you could choose another country to live in, where would it be? Uh, Italy. What is something you wish you did as a child? Uh, go to summer camp. You never went to summer camp? Favorite genre of music? Ooh. Not quick fire. I, I, I can't do quick fire. There's nothing quick about me. Um, candlelight. Candlelight. <laughs> through and through. There we go, man. Candlelight choir. All right. So um, I don't know if that was a record time. We might have to put it up again. <laughs> okay, we'll go to the booth. We'll, we'll chop some, chop some pauses. Film, right? we'll, 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 make it, we'll make it roll off the tongue Thank a little you. quicker. All right, but on a more serious note, where are you from? I grew up in Auburn, Alabama. Uh, is that the same town with Auburn University in it? That is the one and the same. There we go. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Auburn, and we know you went to Auburn University, um, and we know you know being there, and that was that was an important time in your life. Based on you know you being you being the chaplain for your frat, and also going to Alpine during some summers, um, can you tell us about that and 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 that kind of that part of your life? Yeah, I, I would say. Those summers at Alpine, probably one of the most formative experiences mm. in my life. As a, all, as a counselor. Yes, yeah. as a counselor. It all started, I was in pledge ship and I hated pledge ship. And <laughs> would, every morning would rake the volleyball court. We had to rake ah. different designs into mm. the volleyball court naturally if you've ever had to care for a volleyball court before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, start from the, I started from the outside yes, and yes. I ended up on the inside and I had to walk out. Might as well restart. <laughs> So every morning, this guy and I would just commiserate about how much we hated raking the volleyball court. And along the way, he started telling me stories about the summer camp that he had been a camper at. And then one day, this older guy in the fraternity stands up at one of our meetings and he says, if, if you will interview 
to work as a counselor at the summer camp, then I'll give you the afternoon off of pledgeship. Mm, and steel. I did not give a rip about summer yeah. camp, but I hated pledgeship. Yeah. So I said, sign me up. I will interview. And I showed up. I don't think I even wore a colored shirt. I wasn't on time to the interview. Mm. I did Horrible not care. Because yeah. it was just an interview, wasn't it? It was or just was it an interview. It was non-committal. Really, it was just an afternoon off. Yeah. And backstory, this is at, at a time in my story where I ignorantly and arrogantly thought that I could get just about anything that I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. But this, I'm not trying to get, so I didn't put yeah. my mind to it. And about halfway through the interview... I'm thinking this place sounds amazing. Yeah. And I have just completely <laughs> blown it. So I don't even, I'm, I'm so confident that it's gone poorly. I don't even fill out the application. I'm just like, this is water under the bridge. Oh, well. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. I'll never, I'll never you know, hear from this again. And then January rolls around. My friend, my volleyball raking friend, um, he has heard back that he's gotten the job at Alpine. And he's like, whatever, did you ever hear anything? <laughs> did you not get the job? I said, well, I never actually applied. And he's like, well, you should, you should just fill out the application. I didn't have summer plans. So I thought might as well. And I'm ranking on the application. You have to rank what skills you have, for what activity you might do. Raking volleyball courts. I was like, I didn't, I didn't see volleyball court other care on there. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, at this point I have botched the interview. I'm late filling out the application. There is no reason why this place would hire me. How can I try to earn my spot and make myself relevant to them? And I see that for this list of drop-down options, I see horseback riding on there. I'm oh. like, this sounds awesome, but I have no experience. Mm. And so I, I rank horseback riding first, ask how much, you know, how much experience you bring to the table. I said, none. Not, not a whole lot. And I'm like, okay, this is a throwaway application. I go back down to the list of activities and you get to rank a second one. And I see that photography or camp photographer is listed on Let's the go. thing. I'm like, well, I really don't want to be a camp photographer, but I do have experience. Mm-hmm. And so I rank photography second and it asks how much experience you have. Write a little bit about that. A month goes by and I get a phone call from the guy at Alpine. And he says, hey, you know, this is so-and-so from Alpine. If you'd be willing, we, w- we would love to have you on staff this summer. And if you'd be interested, we would really love to have you teach horseback riding. Oh, and from that, that, that moment was the seed of the thread that has run throughout every summer since at camp, which is that this is solely a gift. Yeah. I did nothing to earn this. It was not my, my freshman prowess. The guy who thought that he could get anything he put his mind to, this has all just been grace and it's been a tremendous gift in my life and and really has, I think shaped the way that I think about Hmm. life here at Macaulay and, and the work we do here. I guess it landed you here, right? Yes. Through a long Uh, chain of providence that we won't get into, (laughs) but yes. But at least you know how to tie a Latigo knot now. I do. And and ride horses. Things I do often. Latigo knots and and riding horses. all the time. So on the note of designing intricate sand designs in the volleyball courts, (laughs) we also happen to know that you did graphic design in Nashville. (laughs) Would you mind telling us a little bit about that experience? I did. I worked for an awesome firm with some great people there in Nashville for a summer and it was through that experience, you know, the first week is like, all right, I, 
I'm alive and I'm surviving. Yeah. And this is my first real, maybe, maybe it's how you feel when you went to boarding school. The first week is just like, I have fed myself three times a day for seven days yeah. in a row. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> four, then, four times a day. Yes. Yes. Here there we go. you go. Here we yeah. go. Yeah. So by the time week two rolled around, you can't see this, but I'm airboard air keyboard typing and air he mousing. is. It's true. Watch, watch our YouTube. I was doing a yep. lot of that. And for the first time after three years in graphic design school, I began to wonder, is this really what I want to do? And I actually, to connect it, I actually started thinking back to those summers at camp mm. and wondering if there might be a place where the things that I loved about camp might intersect with the things mm. that I love about design. Yeah. And ultimately that led to teaching. But cool. Think, talking about wow. Nashville, if you've ever had Halo Top ice cream, Halo Top is one of the products that this group designed. So really? huh. I spent some time working on Halo Top ice cream cartons. I remember, do, what was that? Do you remember the exit number for the, your graphic design firm? It was just a random tidbit of knowledge that I, we went to see Lim Miz and you said, oh, I remember. Oh, I don't remember the number, but it's uh, the Wedgwood Houston exit. Oh, okay. We called it WeWo. WeWo. We yes. yes. we oh. And the name of that firm was? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll cut this. I didn't know that was inappropriate. You're good. You're good. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, that that was a long journey here, and and that decision that what that decision to to come teach here was based on the the, the combination of camp and and being being there. So, so you teach graphic design and photography. Did did you major in in that in college or? Yes, studied graphic design, did some some photography on the side. Actually, when I interviewed for the job here, you know, I'm going through this day long interview, and that's a, a whole other story too. So many so many sub what what are they called? Uh, not subquests. No. Side, side, side quests. quests. So many side hip quests. To the now. The I'm working. Hip I'm working. That's what my mom says. Hit to the now. Amen. Radical. <laughs> so I studied graphic design in college. Had actually done some photography in high school. And so when I interviewed here, Dean Scholl at the time was, was one of the people hiring me. And mm. he said, you know, the graphic design job is really like the name on the search that we're doing. But we could also really use someone to teach photography. Is that something that you think you might be able to do? And, and again, yes. it was just this intersection of <laughs> cool. the gifts and the loves. Cool. Cool. Um, so, I mean, you teach graphic design, you teach photography. Um, and we also know that you lead Thursday morning Bible study here at Macaulay. Uh, we can tell religion has played a huge role in your life. I mean, you take Bobby and I to LMPC. Bless let's up. Let's go. Let's go. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, how God has impacted your life and, you know, if that has played a role in Macaulay at all? Yeah. LMPC, look at Mountain Presbyterian Church. Shout out. For those shout of you out. at home. Yeah, that, that a lot of fun times happen up on Lookout Mountain. Very true. A lot of long walks to the market and hitching rides with Mr. Curran's parents back. Like Very that's true. A, Lots of bagels. Time. Lots yeah. of bagels. All right. <laughs> oh, so many bagels. We're currently another side quest. We're working on finding out what is Chattanooga's best bagel. I don't even know. Panera was all right. I was out on Panera. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. I I'm like yours. Not, I'm up on Costco. Costco? Dude, Costco anything. Dude, hey, you have Costco dried mango, dude. It's oh, fire. It fire. It's so yeah. fire. Kind of those massive bags, too. I've only been yep. to Costco one time in my entire life. What? One time. We'll, we'll have, have to me. connect after this. Yeah. All right, ask me the question again. That was not about <laughs> me. got a lot of Costco. Hey, sorry, sorry guys. Side quest. How has religion played a role in your life through Macaulay? And, you know, I mean, God, how has he played a life uh, or played a role in your life throughout kind of your journey? Mm. Boom. Great question. I think I think too much for podcasts. 
No, it's good. Yeah, me too. That's how I felt. <laughs> like overanalyzing. I was, you know, like, yeah, I know. You should have asked him a more thoughtless individual. <laughs> Do you love God? <laughs> more. The easy answer to that is no, not as much as I would like to say that I do. But I, I know that he loves me. And that, that has been the motivating and animating force behind the last four and a half years. Uh, one of my heroes and one of my best friends when I moved to Chattanooga, the only downside is that he was 86 years old. And so mm. you don't get to keep those best friends for as long as you would like to. But at his funeral, his two daughters got up and spoke about him. And one of their remarks, the, the first remark that stuck with me, they said that their dad was a man who was spring loaded for laughter and I have loved that picture and have, have, have I guess that, that's encouraged me to not tone back the laughter, but, but to, to be a man who is hopefully following in the footsteps of someone who was spring loaded for laughter. The other one is, is his daughter said that their dad sought to learn everyone's names because he had a deep and settled confidence that his father knew his name. And that picture for me, again, has been some of the story underneath my story at Macaulay. If there really is a God who, who not only created everything, but who invested our lives with meaning and purpose, then we're not just bags of cells who are trying to get degrees and go on to get into good colleges so that we can make a lot of money. But, but our lives actually have more value than I can comprehend. And it bears weight on the way that, that we treat one another. Um, suddenly a middle school soccer game isn't just a middle school soccer game. Yeah. So that doesn't really answer your question, but a big thing well i know, oh, so I, know I know a big thing that you've said multiple times at bible study is like people come up to ask and ask you like hey that, that are maybe unsure about coming and they're like hey is there anybody there that would surprise you and it really meant meant a lot when you were like well i'm there and that should surprise you mm-hmm. and i think that is a a big a big thing especially at a macaulay where where we've got a lot of focus on you know the external or the Adam one career oriented um, traits. Like, you know, we've got a lot of, everybody wants to build their resume, um, but not a lot of people want to give grace. So I think that that, that, that meant a lot. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. If I could connect it, you mentioned fraternity chaplain in college, tying it back to the resume in college. I had a pretty quote, impressive spiritual resume. I heard someone describing Macaulay student once who graduated a few years ago as the spiritual valedictorian of his class. And I don't think that that was me, but I think that you could have looked at me and mistaken me for that guy. 
And I think that I was probably pretty impressed with mm. that. And then years later, I was talking with, with one of my best friends who struggled with things that weren't as easy to facade and to mask. And he was talking about the way that in college, he was left out of groups that I was invited into. And he was looked over by people who had had a lot of interest in me. And he said at the end of our conversation through tears, he said, you know, if the gospel isn't for failures, then the gospel just isn't for me. And he said, I don't mean that I would reject it. Mm-hmm. I just mean that I can't have it. And in that conversation, my friend is closer to the heart of the gospel than I was at the height of whatever that resume was. And I think that is what I would really hope, whether a guy at Macaulay chooses to embrace the Christ of the gospel or not. I hope that he will at least make that choice having encountered that gospel, not this kind of country club Christianity <laughs> piece, mm-hmm. but a gospel for failures. Choose, choose that or walk away from that, but it, at least make sure it's the that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, this is Deep. a banger. <laughs> this is such Whoa. a banger, bro. <laughs> so quick fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, moving moving on to, we know you're as we said before, you're we know you're an avid chef, and we know avid. that. Well, at least I know. Evan Evan doesn't know. Maybe if he comes to North Hutch next year, I'll know. Those about, cookies I'm, are pretty bad. I'll know and about cookies I'm, and RA dinners, yep. and, and and somehow managing to make egg casserole it, in so many different combinations every Thursday, <laughs> but. And Miss Hughes clutching with the banana bread. That that's sometimes a name that I feel like goes unseen. So mm. we appreciate Miss Hughes. What's up, Miss Hughes? And um, but you know we know you love cooking. Where did that start? And why food? Why 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 is that so important? My mom is an amazing cook. Same. <laughs> and she grew up with incredibly picky. And we, we say that she or I guess we grew up, my mom, backing up. (laughs) My mom is an amazing cook, and she lived with at least three semi-professional yet unsolicited food critics. Mm. And as much of an amazing cook as she is, we also laughed that that we maybe taught my mom how to cook along the way. We were horrible (laughs) to her. Um... And, but, but all that to say, senior year of high school, I realized that I really enjoyed cooking and I really, or no, sorry, senior year of high school, I realized that I really enjoyed eating Mm. and I didn't enjoy spending money. (laughs) And I saw that those two things were going to be at odds with one another. So I started just kind of hanging out. I made, I made our, our kitchen home base and I would just hang out down there and mom and I would talk and I would ask questions and I would try things. And then from there, I think cooking is, again, the intersection of, of these enjoyments of really enjoying people 
And also having this desire to figure things out, enjoying these kind of creative mm-hmm. endeavors, working with my hands, cooking along with an enjoyment of eating it is really the natural confluence yeah. of all three of those things. Yeah. So hence a wood fired oven and egg casserole Let's and go, chocolate baby. cookies. I love that. Everyone needs Let's to spend go. more time cooking with their mom or Let's grandma go. or something. Amen. Those have been the best times, but my mom, um, is a great cook, but she oftentimes cooks something and then doesn't write it down on purpose. So she can't make it again. So if it's a banger, it's really unfortunate. And I really remember this one, this like, uh, she made like, it was like ground beef. No, it was, it was like ground beef. And, but she put this like certain, like, like it was a bunch of these spices that she put together and she couldn't remember the, like the amount or like what they were. And then she changed it up and it was incredible. And we had like, had like just gallons of it in our freezer and we ate it for months. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And I guess I never said like, can you write the recipe down? And so now we haven't had it since. And she's been trying to recreate it forever. Like every time I come home, she's been trying to recreate it, but we can't recreate it. In but that's that's kind of sad. It, it's not sad. It's not supposed to be sad. It's supposed tragic. to be great because it was a great meal. It was but, delicious. But that's what but you yeah. remember, right? Yeah. yeah. It's your mom being a great cook. In, yeah. my, in my house, um, my mom is a great cook. I swear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Seriously, though, my mom <sighs> cooks an amazing prime rib. And so every that's time good. I'm thinking at home, it's, you know, I think of my mom's cooking. Mm. So my memories of the it's kitchen, home. my memories of the kitchen were always like the the old bananas in the freezer for banana yes. bread. Those were all, and they look so nasty, but they're so good. I have a, okay, my mom's banana bread is the best banana bread. I believe that. I don't Damn, you dang, you can't I sell s- out so I meant, fast. I meant my mom's <laughs> banana bread is the best. No, my mom makes really good monkey bread. I'm, I'm taking that. Who's calling me? Goodness. <laughs> um, well, should we move on? Shall we move on to our final, our final game? Yeah. Guess that student. Are you aware of how the rules are? I know. Guess that teacher. I have never played. So well, we're putting a spin on it. It would have been too easy. It yeah. would have been too easy. Would have been a little too easy. Um, so basically, I'm going to list out a bunch of character traits about a student here at Macaulay, and you're going to go ahead and have to guess who you think that student is. Uh, Bobby, you want to open it up for yeah, us? It's kind of unfair because there's like a thousand <laughs> students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Hey, okay, but before we go, so you're really testing that whole knowing people's names thing. Middle, see, yeah, see there you go. Middle, so school, the test. <laughs> middle school is off the table. So even though we love the middle schoolers, we did a live episode with them. Those True. were just incredible fan base. We have to exclude them from this because that would just be too hard. So, um, all right, first hint. It's a, they're, they're a male. So that, ah. doesn't, that doesn't tell you much, but the first real hint, uh, they have the fastest quick fire on tornado talk. So they have been a guest. Okay. You ready? <laughs> they are afraid of heights. They were cut from the baseball team freshman year. They rode a bowl for seven seconds and they have offers to play sports in college. Are those all the clues I get? Those are all the clues. Those are all the clues, clues you get. We can repeat them Don't, for you. Hey, remember, the student is male. That's that's a really Thank you. That was, you're I welcome. almost forgot that we, one. I mean, yeah. You get three guesses. We might be, give you a little grace, but I don't know. This, this is kind of tough, to be honest. So I was going to say Bobby Welsh until, well, but you do have offers to play in college, to ride in college. Is it? Is the answer Bobby Welsh? <laughs> do you lock that answer in? Locking it was Bobby Welsh. No way! Let's go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He does that, like you. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah. <laughs> Zach um, Chari was my second guess. Yeah. 
That would be good. He, I didn't get cut from the baseball team. No, yeah. He, <laughs> no. That was brutal. But to be oh. honest, I didn't really want to play. So, like. Yeah, it's whatever. Know. It's like. It was a blessing to, you know. Disguise. Yeah, I mean, it you, led Coach you to Costa. this great offer from great schools. Oh, my schools gosh. Montreal College. Yep. Uh, AGTG, man. There you go. That's my place, baby. Come on. But, yeah. Yeah. Normally, we talk. I feel like those weren't. It was really tough to come up with stuff for Quick Fire. I don't know how to. Well, I mean, teachers. Like Miss Hughes, did you hear? So Miss Hughes yes. was like owned like eight white-tailed deer and like rode a motorcycle yeah, across like, the country, like parachuted like solo. Imagining Mrs. Hughes riding a Harley, like yeah, with like <laughs> hanger bars, but <laughs> 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 a chopper. <laughs> but it was kind of hard to find, come up with stuff. But I guess I don't know. I mean, My other ones were like uh, never needed training wheels, but I like that one. Kinda, no, I, mean, I like be kind one. of a giveaway because like the bike riding, whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. Maybe I mean, do you think you would have got? Well, we we can ponder it later. Yeah, All right, Mr. Side Givens, quest. you've been. Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. <laughs> there we go. What advice would you give to a student looking at Macaulay or a freshman who is here now? Every student hears this. Like everybody will hear this podcast. So you know, you make sure. No it's pressure. Sure it's good advice. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Like counting on y'all to cut out my long pauses. Cook with your mom. No, yeah, we, we got you. We got you. <laughs> a piece of advice for a freshman currently at Macaulay. Or considering coming to Macaulay. Yeah. We have a lot of boarding visit days. True. They look they look strong. Keith Chari was here. Zach Chang over there. Really? Yeah. This would be my advice to either a new student at Macaulay or someone considering Macaulay. In my experience here, Macaulay is a place where students have the opportunity to have trusting relationships with adults. And I think that can catch us a little bit off guard. I think for a lot of students, adults or teachers, maybe previously have been people who catch you doing things. In which case, the objective becomes to hide as much as you can. Or if you're really good at the game, you craft two different personas. And one is the you persona, and one is the you that you think the teachers want you to be. And that works really, really well until you encounter an, an adult, a teacher, a faculty member, who actually cares about you and actually wants to know you. And they're really not interested in the you that you think they want you to be. My piece of advice would be to let that faculty member in or let that adult in on who you really are and your doubts and your fears and the things you're excited about. Don't worry so much about am I being who I think they want me to be and what's going to happen if I let them in on the fact that I I'm actually struggling with these things. I think and I hope and I trust that you will be met with understanding and grace and kindness in that moment, maybe in ways that you hadn't previously thought possible. Or maybe in ways you didn't think you deserved. Um, that's been, yeah, that's been, and it's just a, it's a place where like every, it seems like everybody cares. Like it, it's like, it's, it's impossible You're not a number. to walk, to walk five feet without bumping into somebody who is interested in you, even if they don't really know you like faculty wise, which is 
which is crazy cool. Yeah. No, that's something that Macaulay offers that I, I've, you know, even on a small island, right, everyone knows each other. You run into your teachers at the grocery store. You know, sometimes you would still feel like work, right? Like, yeah. oh, like this is just an adult babysitter who is supposed to somehow connect the yeah. dots for me to go to like Harvard, yeah. right? Uh, probably not. But <laughs> come on, baby. No, I'm sorry. They're I'm, tr- I'm trying to they're pull listening. through. Yeah, they're listening. I would love to go to Harvard. Um, but no, here it's you know it's you can sit down. You can go to a faculty member's house again. Like I've had cookies in your living room. It's you're able to have so many deeper meaning conversations with people who are not just your teachers, but you know role models and people who are willing to like lay down for you and offer advice. Because I mean, you guys were all kids once too, and you guys have all lived through it, and it's just. Something that I feel like maybe we take for granted here sometimes. So that's, and I think that's something you can't quantify on a brochure. Yeah. I mean, you can quantify like the teacher to student ratio, but you can't quantify the teacher to student relationship. Yeah. Um, so maybe the admissions people should work on quantifying that number. True, true. But we're at twenty-seven minutes. But thank you, Mr. Gibbons. Mr. Gibbons, you were an awesome guest. We loved having you thank on. Thank you, sir. We are glad we finally made it happen. True. So. Great to be on here with y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Join us next week on Tornado Time for more fun and some more Hootenanny. The definition of Hootenanny, for those who don't know, is an informal gathering with folk music and sometimes dancing. So join us next week and also follow us on social media at the Tornado Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm.